0: uh what's your favorite color
1: green dark green
0: uh when's the last time you spoke to your mother
1: uh it's been a little while maybe two weeks do you believe in ghosts uh yeah there's yeah i think yeah i think there's something that could be considered ghosts you believe in ghosts all right uh you ever broken a bone never never you will i never have i never will I made a promise long ago. Yeah, yeah, your
0: next next show, Break a Leg. <laughs> uh to Comedian Ordinaire, the OK Podcast. This podcast is also going to be OK if it matches the trend of all the other ones. Uh, I think we're on episode 25 now, which is amazing. Uh, 24 was a fun one. Shout out to Jeremiah Bess again. Thank you for doing that. Uh, I hope it wasn't weird that it was split up in two parts, but I mean, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it because we exchange at least 200 jokes like I feel comfortable I don't feel like I'm exaggerating when I say that it was at least a hundred jokes each we were just sparring with our our wit in quotations and our goofs and our gaffs uh yeah it was like watching Tyson and Ali go at it just throwing jabs at one another but instead of jabs they were jokes dad jabs or dad uh anyways I got a pretty I got a I got some pretty exciting news uh a few comedians have expressed interest in uh, collaborating and sitting down with me and doing this podcast, so for the next four to six weeks, probably, you will be getting a one-on-one style interview with uh, each comedian, and the first of this bunch is our guest today, and that is Mr. Nathan Lund. Uh, Nathan Lund is a 15-year stand-up veteran, Um just, he's been doing this for a long time, since he started pretty young. He started back in Las Vegas, as you'll get to hear. And uh, and he was just nice enough to invite me into his home and make me a very strong cup of coffee. and With oat milk, nonetheless. What an, That's insane that he had oat milk. More than anything, more than his time, I'm grateful for that he had oat milk. Uh, but he did give me his time. He gave me about an hour of his time, maybe a little bit more. And I want to say another huge thanks to him, man. Thank you for doing that. You didn't have to. And it's comedians like Nathan Lund that are helping me out and kind of giving this thing legs. So I'm very excited to share it with you. Um, it's, it's a wonderful interview, and it's incredibly insightful for any newcoming or up-and-coming comedians, any comedians at all, really. Nathan has a lot of advice and a lot of things to say. And Anyways, I'm not going to babble on too much more. So without further ado, Mr. Nathan Lund. Okay,
1: should I try to do it at the top or is it either wherever?
0: It's a wherever type thing. Uh, so looks like a good one. Yeah, it's a decent one. <coughs> Use my bar mitzvah money. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. First of all, thank you for making me a cup of coffee. With yeah. oat milk, it's like you knew my stomach gets
1: upset <laughs> or something Sure That's a really nice thing I'm glad you glad you took it, less for me to drink Nice Hopefully I'm not up all night
0: Oh man, well we're here in Denver, we're here in your beautiful apartment It's gotta be nice living in Denver though, no? Because you're mm-hmm. pretty close to all the comedy
1: Sure, yeah, it's been nice to be able to stay here We, My wife and I are lucky because our landlord hasn't Raised our rent here. hmm Uh, so yeah, the, otherwise We probably would not still live here. That's but amazing. Yeah, this is an old house and uh, The building next door is also an old house with a bunch of apartments in it and he just kind of hasn't Hasn't done a lot of renovating hasn't really m- Fixed a lot of things yeah. and as a result the trade-off is that he hasn't raised rent and so it is nice to be close to downtown. Gotcha. And cl- close to shows. I like being able to walk. I was going to ask that. Yeah, can. you could
0: literally just walk to mics and shows, right?
1: Yeah, I could. I, I I often do. I try to walk. For a long time, I didn't have a car, so I had to walk. How most long? Places for like six years. I didn't drive.
0: Six years, really? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I didn't live here. <clears throat> I lived uh, for all of that. I lived uh, in Baker, and it was easy to get around in Baker from Baker, okay, as well. Gotcha. Taking the bus, walking. Yeah, pretty Beautiful. good. Pretty good stuff. Yeah. So where are you from, man? Like, I grew up outside of Chicago. Okay. I lived there till I was twelve. Yeah. And then uh, my family moved to Nevada, Henderson, Nevada, mm. which is right next to Vegas. Okay. And we moved there right before, right before. Our, there was a big population boom there. Yeah, a lot of people started moving there to Vegas, to Henderson, and so it kind of became one big metropolis, kind of like Denver, Aurora, because mm-hmm. they grew and and now kind of bump into each other a lot more than they did in
0: 1994.
1: Whoa! What so, kind of kid were you? I was a you nerd. A shy kid, or I was kind of nerdy. Pretty sh- well, I was shy around strangers. Uh huh. But I was pretty outgoing like in school, you know you were felt safe in school. Yeah, I was outgoing uh, I was a straight A student until were you actually for eighth real? grade? Yeah, I got my first B in eighth grade when I took like algebra one, you know Oh yikes! The high school algebra. Yeah, <laughs> I took that in eighth grade, got a B hated it. yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, were you a funny kid in school?
1: I tried to be funny. yeah. My friends and I tried to crack each other up uh-huh. uh, in school. And so, yeah, that was definitely a part of. And, and, and outside of school, we'd make fun of each other. Yeah. You know, and, uh, yeah, try to be funny for sure. Quote Saturday Night Live or. Really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Who were some of your favorite comedians as a kid?
1: Well, yeah, I liked stand up when I was a kid because uh, Comedy Central came around when I was like 10. Nice. Yeah, when I was younger, I liked uh, Paula Poundstone a lot. Louis Anderson, um, there was a Tommy Davidson special that was really good. That Comedy Central aired a lot, uh-huh. uh huh, and uh, so I, I, I liked, I liked them a lot. I feel like they showed, they didn't show a ton of hour specials. Yeah, it was mostly of like Central. thirty minute stuff, right? They they the Comedy Central what, presents. They would do presents, and... yeah. They would do like clip shows. Okay, so you could see a lot of comics yeah. on those clip shows. And then there were only there there were just a handful of of like long specials that they showed
0: How did you get into comedy first of all because you were you're like trying to be a funny kid.
1: Yeah, I always liked Being funny, but I didn't think about it as a as a job right as something I could do Uh and because I was good at school I focused on school with the idea that I would do something That required a lot of school. So like (laughs) I didn't know for sure, but I, I liked animals so I thought maybe like I thought working at a zoo required yeah. being a doctor, a vet, you know, but it, it didn't. <laughs> no, so, not at all. So that wouldn't have worked out. But I thought about like working with animals or um, trying to be a doctor, but I didn't I, I didn't like the idea of dealing with emergencies and blood and stuff. So that wouldn't have worked either. Sure. But I, I just thought I had to, that I was going to do something uh, that I would figure out that required, you know, some college and, and I would go from there okay and as i got closer to you know as i got older i uh, in high school i liked psychology so then i'm like all right i gotcha. want to help people uh i, I want to ch- you know i don't want to be a doctor but i want to but i, I do want to help people so. that's in
0: nevada right you go to high school in nevada uh-huh. yeah i'm in nevada
1: there. and i was like all right you know i'll do psychology mm-hmm. um and so i majored in psychology. As I got closer to graduating, I realized I wasn't really stoked on continuing to pursue that because I was going to have to go to grad school to yeah. do anything really beneficial, you know, or helpful. Uh, and that sounded insane. I was yeah. so, I was done with school. Okay, um, after high school, you're just done. After college, college. As gotcha. I was getting closer to graduating college, okay, I was like, I can't keep going to more college. <laughs> yeah, for I'll real. kill myself. Uh-huh. So. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> around that time was when I started to think maybe I could try to do comedy. Like I started to feel what age is that? This? Uh, I was like 21, 22.
0: Okay. Had you done an open mic at all mm-hmm. until this point? No. no, no,
1: no. So yeah, I just started to think maybe I could, I wanted to try it because a, a lot of my friends had told me. I should or could right and so it f- I finally started to listen to that
0: you know, yeah you hear it idea. enough you're like I think I gotta do it
1: yeah and it, it just sounded it sounded fun I was a little curious and again I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do except I wanted to just I wanted to be done with uh, school yeah dude, for the moment it. so I uh yeah I decided once I graduated or I started writing stuff uh, around that time, but okay. after I graduated was when I was going to try it, because I, w- I went to college in Reno, Nevada, and uh-huh. that's pretty small, and I didn't know, there there wouldn't have been much of a comedy scene. I, I could have done an open mic somewhere, I'm what sure. What year is this exactly uh, then? 2004. Okay. 2003, 2004. So, I, th- I might have been able to do an open mic somewhere, uh-huh. but I, was, I knew I was going to graduate and move back to Las Vegas, and I knew I could... I could definitely start there. Yeah, for so, sure. So I just focused on writing stuff at first and then started performing down there
0: in Nevada. That's where you started. Mm-hmm. And in, so you're in like Las
1: Vegas. Yeah. 2004. I, 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 I thought I was going to go up at this place. Uh, Cause they had a real nice stage. Yeah. And they, my buddy's band played there. I asked if they did comedy and they said no, but I could do some time before a band. Yeah. And I said, Oh, okay. I'm, I'll do that. But, uh, but, However much time passed between me seeing my buddy's band there and this night, they started renovating the stage. So when I performed there, it was just off to the side of the bar, <laughs> in a weird yeah. area to be <laughs> to be performing in. Right. And it was uh, it was a sign of of what was to come.
0: So your first time goes well, I'm assuming then because you have all your friends there I was
1: lucky that that first time should have been terrible, but but because it was my very first time I had like 30 friends there. Oh, dude, that's
0: the way to do it
1: Yeah, and and people weren't there to see the band that was gonna play. So it was just my friends You brought a crowd. I brought the crowd. Yeah one then we left Uh before like But the band came in after I was done. Yeah. And they're like, oh, there's people here, but we all (laughs) left. (laughs) So, yeah, and that is also a, a, a regular thing that happens is, Sometimes you got the comic that brings their friends and then after they're set every they all leave everybody fucks off and, and it ruins the show Yeah,
0: yeah, dude a hundred percent. I
1: get that because that's just how it goes Sometimes performing in front is, of bands. That's not well, ideal though performing Right? performing in front of bands But also just being this there the stage being fucked up So now yeah. it you're off to the side in front of a bunch of TVs and we're not gonna turn the TVs off <laughs> It was fun because they were there and they knew me uh, after that I You know, I I wasn't I wasn't like funny right away. Yeah. So uh, I had the typical experience for the first couple years after that, Uh a lot of bombing or, you know, having some ideas, but not really, you know, getting the the right pacing down yet. That's right. The right. You know, it's almost like its own little language because it's it's a lot more for the most part. It's a lot more clipped, you know, Uh uh-huh unless you're a comic that paints that whole picture to to, to What do build you mean tension, it's more
0: clipped? What does that mean really? That
1: it's just like, you know, punchy. Mm-hmm. So you edit out a lot of unnecessary
0: pauses, lines, uh pauses, words,
1: lines. Yeah, I was saying unless you're the kind of comic that that that's your style where you have a big setup, yeah. long setup to to, you know, build the tension for the punchline. Uh-huh. Yeah, typically Yeah, a lot of comics I would say you it is its own kind of rhythm for sure. That's right to quickly go ABC, you know in each joke. Yeah, and yeah, and you get rid of a lot of unnecessary words So so I was definitely not there right away the way that some people kind of pick it up I think uh, More quickly than others. It took me a while to get it. So I was one of those that was so long in, in the setup Unnecessarily,
0: yeah, I get that.
1: Just taking forever to, and I thought, all right, you know, because I think the punchline's funny. People will listen, right? Yeah, they'll they'll get on board. That's right. No, of course not. No, bunch of no, no, bunch of nobodies in a bar. Right. And and in Vegas, a lot of a lot of the places we would do shows had gambling, had video poker, Mm -hmm. and so and that was the main draw, the main reason people would be in there is just to gamble and drink. And so the shows were an attempt to entertain those people. Who didn't they give a mostly, shit, right? Mostly, yeah. Could not care less. They almost never liked anyone. <laughs> they would only be vocal if they disliked someone. And mm-hmm. that would end a show.
0: Oh, shit. Because
1: the, the money was crazy. The the amount that people... I mean, it's really bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because a lot of people are, are gambling a ton of their money. So uh-huh. it was like... Yeah, it was an uphill battle, in, so like in, in, starting angry. in Vegas.
0: Yeah, geez, yeah. so you started in Vegas. Do you think you would have done it the second time if the first time didn't go well? Because a lot of comics that I've talked to, they're like, yeah, the first time was awful, and then it took me forever to like go back the second time. I think you might have like subconsciously just set it up for yourself so that you could just do it. You're like, first time has to go well.
1: I don't know, dude. Uh, I... I I will say this because the first time went well. I was I was hooked right away, mm-hmm. and I've never stopped. Oh, that's great. Fifteen years, I've never like taken a break, and I think it might be part of that. That might be part of it. But I also will say that it it only meant that I did the second time right away. I certainly did have a lot of bad sets that that sucked. Yeah, that made me question whether I could keep doing it. But I I did. But you, ha- you have to realize that it, I think people have to be, be easier on themselves in the beginning because mm-hmm. it is hard. It's hard. It seems easy because it's just talking and you know how to talk and you know how to have a little funny thing at the end of a story or whatever. Sure. But there's more to it than that to do it really good, really well. Yeah. And so, yeah, but I knew that. I guess you just have to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to be good right away. You, you gotta keep doing it and you'll get better and and that's I guess that's why that's advice, you know Is that you do have to remember that
0: Like I heard uh, Jay Leno say once that you're not as good as you're gonna be until are like seven years in. that's when mm-hmm. you really start taking off Did yeah. you find it like that like the first? Like five seven years are kind of tough
1: well, yeah, so my first four years were in vegas okay 2004 to 2008 i was performing in, in front in of in the vegas, people on the slot machines performing mostly yeah it, doing mostly like these rough mics um, if there were a few shows that were booked i guess but it was mostly mics if they're
0: so bad why are you gonna why are you keep going like why do you
1: <laughs> uh, i think because you know what what's what what can what it can lead to yeah. You, you have your eye on the prize. Yeah. That you you want to get to that point where you're doing good shows. Well, right. in Vegas, we knew there were all these, you know, clubs. Yeah. That's they just right. didn't need local people. It's different now. But then there were like five or six popular showrooms. Mm-hmm. They didn't book local comics. And so we were outside of that, you know? Okay. Uh, since I left, and even right before I left, like 0- 07, maybe 08, um, a couple newer clubs opened up and they start they used local guys oh, local nice. comics okay so yeah so so yeah i guess maybe that was part of it too is that you just kind of hope the longer that you do it the, the more more opportunities will open up for you and that happened that's uh, amazing
0: do you remember any jokes from your first set at all yeah were they all bad do you like they do were you have one bad. that kind of stands out
1: they were bad uh the the first one i think of because it's so dumb uh-huh. was how I was trying to, you know, I tried to work out a lot, was Mm -hmm. going to the gym, but there's a lot of dudes there that are very, you know, like hyper masculine and they'll, they'll, they'll be quick to call you, you know, a wuss. Sure. Or a pussy, I'm sure I probably said, you know. Uh, (laughs) And I said, and I ended up, I ended up getting some weird looks because of, uh, at the water fountain. Okay. Because I, I, I would drink from the water fountain like this and I'd just start lapping at the water fountain, you know, like a dog. <laughs> and <laughs> that was that was one of my jokes. And and I thought uh, and then I, when when people laughed, I would be like, uh, what, that's how you get the most water. I read that in a, in a men's magazine. Nice. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. You know, yeah, that was that was a first set. Yeah. Joke. Um, another one that I think was in the first set, or if it wasn't, it was very early on, was how uh, a girl that I had been dating. Uh, I told her once that when I kissed her, it felt like home. <laughs> and I thought she thought that was very romantic. But uh, a few months later, I found out that she had been cheating on me. Hmm. And so it turned out her mouth was not home after all. It was just. <laughs> Some cock motel. <laughs> that was the that was what I called the joke. Was cock motel. That's good. Her mouth was not a home. It was a it was a motel for yeah. cocks. <laughs> Just a dirty rundown, pay by the hour kind of spot. It was mean, obviously. That's pretty mean. She hurt me, and so you I sounded was like mean. you were angry and lashing out. We we had yeah we had a complicated relationship, and uh, she had hurt me. I had hurt her. So yeah, that joke. Okay. We're yeah, we luckily we were able to patch things up after that
0: were your parents ever supportive of this or did they not like that? You were doing this
1: mm, So my mom wanted me to keep going to school for sure. Okay, she liked the idea of or you know She knew if I continued to go to school. It would probably be easier mm-hmm. to get a job to get a good job So she like she wanted me to keep going to school, but I like I said I was so burnt out because I, I tried really hard all through Junior high, high school, college. Yeah. In college, I started drinking and partying more. Uh, yeah, okay. A uh, little bit in high school, but you know, yeah. But college, it was the real. Deal. You were a riot. Like, whew, it was the real deal. Oh yikes! And so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I and I balanced school with with my partying, um, but it I couldn't have. The idea of doing it for another four or six years or yeah, whatever for tough. a master's. And knowing I, I knew and worked with some master's students, grad school students. And so I heard how it was just a whole other level of school. Of right. Of commitment, of time, of, you know, one one of my friends ended up dying at like Whoa. 34 because, he, I mean, he was a high-strung guy. But uh-huh. I think part of his whole thing his lifestyle that led to like a heart attack or whatever you know heart Jeez, failure man. at a young age was the stress part of it was stress of grad school
0: no shit you think that
1: yeah i mean there are there other things involved you know but yeah yeah i mean i just knowing him working with him wow it's it's a lot it's uh it's intense yeah so yeah that he it just didn't sound like something i could transition to
0: but you graduated college
1: yeah i got my bachelor's you got your bachelor's which is useless i don't know if you know that yeah you're still young but it's yeah no you know now
0: (laughs) now i know yeah not to do that well i guess
1: even then people knew you know i knew but i thought uh, i thought maybe i guess i thought maybe having a bachelor's degree of any kind was still helpful to get jobs like any job or you know like a receptionist yeah, but yeah, yeah, it really is not. Yeah, it's it's it might help you with entry level shit. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, yeah, that that was frustrating. Um but uh But you graduated. So my mom was right about that, but yeah. when I told her I wanted to do stand up, she, she was incredulous, surprised. But she's always been pretty supportive, so That's a good feeling. She yeah, so it wasn't full-fledged support like we're behind you 100%. Mhm but just kind of a cautious worried motherly kind of support you know <laughs> I get that and uh you know and it I got I ended up getting a decent job randomly through um through my girlfriend at the time uh-huh. through her dad I got a job at a construction company and it was an okay job so uh that got that made it so that it wasn't as uh, worrisome for my mom, where it's like, "What are you doing?" You know. Yeah. Was that uh, tough for
0: you to say though? Like, "Hey, I don't want to do anything with this bachelor's degree in psychology. I want to go try to write jokes and say them."
1: Yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, I was. I was nervous. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I also, it felt right. I felt that pull, and so, I knew I had to explore it, and uh, yeah. And, and and again, uh, once I once I had a job mm-hmm. during the day, it was like okay, you know, I I was, it was like night school, you know, my day job, and uh, it was for a general contractor, and they were pretty big, there, and and I, me getting the job was like a favor to my girlfriend's dad because nice. he was an inspector, so it was dumb that I even got the job. <laughs> yeah,
0: but it worked out for you.
1: But it worked out so that I could. Uh, not be like a complete drain on my girlfriend at the time <laughs> um, while also pursuing comedy and uh, it, like there, I, I was maybe do, able to do it like three five times a week that's
0: a lot still though
1: yeah, which I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. You know, that's a good amount of work. It was. It was fine for starting out. Uh-huh. Uh De- Denver comics are lucky because there's a lot of stage time. There's one every night
0: in yeah, open there, mic, anyways. There's,
1: yeah, there's yeah, like one sometimes two. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity. I wish I wish I could have gotten up more because I would have progressed a little faster. But also, I I think so. Yeah, the more the more you go up, the better. Yeah. The more you can get more comfortable
0: even at three to five times a week you wish you would have gone up more
1: yeah yeah it would have been nice to have been able to get up a little see this more. is something
0: that i'm struggling with though because i work yeah. in the mornings and then mm-hmm. like i don't like i tell myself i don't have energy to do it at night because i want to like catch up on sleep or whatever mm-hmm. but i hear guys like you who are like yeah i was working this job and then it was night school pretty much i would still do it three to five times a week how much sleep are you getting and like are you making Oof. excuses at all or are you just like this is a grind i have to do it
1: uh no, there wasn't that. That is like crazy. The the constant, the the people just constantly saying that you you gotta want it. You yeah you don't you do you have to want it. Uh-huh. You have to be focused. But there's a difference between going out and and having good sets and doing the jokes you want to do, and going out and getting drunk mm. and. You know, maybe you end up doing a set that's all jokes that you already know are pretty good. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that, you know, a lot, that's the reality a lot of the time. You're not, these guys, these comics that are out there all the time, they're not always taking advantage of that set uh-huh. and getting something from that set. What so, does that
0: mean, really? Like, that they're not trying something new or they're just yeah, kind of going through the motion?
1: Well, there's just, just like yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of the people that say you have to go out every night mm-hmm. are also yeah they're they're not putting a hundred percent into every set that they do right because you can't you just kind of can't that's a so, lot yeah yeah nobody's perfect so yeah I, I think uh, I just know if I would have gone up more I, maybe not in Vegas I I wouldn't have been able to figure it out on my own if i had done it more times a week
0: what are things you tell yourself to keep going like how you find that energy to do both things oh it's hard bullshit yourself and like say that i'm just going to take this night off and take this week off or whatever
1: yeah so like uh it's like in college when they say you can you can sleep party or study you can do two of those three things Mm. uh it's true with comedy. I think uh, you you have you have to try to balance uh, making money, which usually is the day job, mm-hmm. and then doing sets, and then also like sleeping or taking right. care of yourself. Yeah, and it's hard to do to do all three. And so for a long time, I I was so excited to be new in, in comedy, and it was just so it was so exciting. And I was going out every night. I was drinking a lot, Mm -hmm. and I felt like shit a lot of the time. I remember being so tired at that day job, Um, but uh, I did it. I wasn't, su- and and as a result, I should say, the, or I guess part of the sleeping and taking care of yourself is relationships outside of comedy. Right. That went to shit. Really. Yeah.
0: With, like with friends and girlfriends and things like that.
1: Mostly with the girlfriend, but also with friends because they weren't coming out. It, you know, was they, yeah. would, they would come support, but open mics are not fun. You don't want to watch. Not a ton of fun, right? Twenty. You don't always want to watch. Yeah. These like twenty other random people before mm-hmm. your friend gets to go up. and uh so that you know it, i still tried to i was still close with a few people it wasn't like all of a sudden i was gone but it it, it affected a lot of a, a lot of uh my plans
0: is that necessary though my night that it stuff. has to affect your relationships like
1: no well no so it's just hard to balance yeah so i would say to you you don't want to try to take a whole week off uh often because you're new, but the longer, the more you've done it, I think the less pressure. I mean, and and I tell this to myself to make myself feel better about not going out as much. But I'm married to my wife, and right. I love her, and I try to see her. Um, and she works during the day, so we have opposite schedules. Does and she so come it, see you at night? Not, not typically, because okay. she works. Right, and. You know, she she, we've been together for seven years. Mm. So she used to come out more, and we both used to drink. So it was easier to go out more. Right. Then uh, she quit drinking six months before I quit drinking, and you know that makes it harder to go out for her and for me. But for me, it's it's work. Yeah, but it's but it's work for me. So for her, it's like, you know, yeah, she, she usually just will she stays home a lot of the time right we got the dogs so you got a good balance now versus back then i feel like i do and so what happens is i don't go out as much to mics. i should though because the more you go this is what i hear you still get better
0: and like i should go out more yeah and so
1: but if but yeah if i i i put comedy first for my first eight years nine years okay and at the expense of health, other relationships, personal relationships. um, uh, And yeah, with Megan, my wife, Mm. uh, it came a point where I wanted to try and make things work. And it was hard with her at first, but we were able to kind of weather that storm. And I was able to, uh, I don't know, just try to keep her in mind more and just not always put comedy first. And, uh, yeah, I,
0: is that paying off now versus putting it first? Because I'm putting comedy, honestly, like second or third. Yeah. If I'm being perfectly honest. Right.
1: Well, you know, but if you, if you focus on the podcast, then the podcast can, can be this other thing. Right. That helps you in a lot of ways. That's Networking. what I tell myself every day. Right. For sure. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's true though. Networking. Right. Comfortable on a mic. Mm-hmm. Trying to be funny or punchy, you know, right, right. um, having this audience in mind that you want to keep interested, hooked, whatever. So, and, uh, if you try to write, you know, b- around when you're doing the podcast, because your brain's kind of on, mm, that's a good idea. Yeah. Then, then it's not, it's not the worst. Uh, if you're not going out every night, cause you're still working, you're still yeah. doing, there's a million things you can do to try to help your comedy, Dude dreams, I tell myself that you know? But
0: there's like an overwhelming guilt that's like ah oh, you haven't performed in two weeks so What are you yeah. doing But I don't know Yeah it's like I never stop writing things down though mm-hmm. Do you tweet? Uh, I mean to myself I guess Just yeah. in the like notes section of my phone Those mm. are basically my tweets Like four uh, sentences
1: Well yeah I, th- I feel like that's kind of another Different like comedy muscle That mm. some people focus on more Right Um but yeah, I mean the, the the main thing is getting on stage. But yeah. there's not uh, there's not a certain amount that you need to get up every week in order to get good in X amount of time. It's everybody's different.
0: That's what I yeah I hear that a lot. So
1: it's but it but if you if if you go out every night, uh, you can get burnt out, and mm-hmm. then maybe you do take a month off or six months, and that's not as good as yeah. performing twice a week, and maintaining a a decent sleep schedule, you know, not dragging ass at work every day. Right. So maybe you try to find the couple of mics that you can definitely do with the most amount of ease or whatever. Maybe they're closer to your house or they start a little earlier. You know, it starts at seven or eight instead of nine or 10. Then, then, then you're not letting yourself off the hook completely. Right. It's hard. You, You have to put comedy first for, in in a lot of ways, but but if you do uh, keep it on top, then other things suffer.
0: I don't mean to make this all about me, anyways. I'm just like trying to get as much Let's advice talk as about I can, you, man. Jeez, uh, so I get sick of talking
1: about me. Really, I was just gonna <laughs> ask you
0: one more question about
1: yourself. That's fine. Uh, but how old were you when you moved to Denver?
0: And are you doing comedy as soon as you get here? And
1: yeah, uh, yeah. So I did comedy for four years in Vegas. Right. When I from when I was 22 to 26, so yeah, I moved here 2008. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Why do you pick Colorado?
1: I didn't pick it. I was with a woman. Mm. She was working for Barack Obama.
0: Whoa, I yeah. heard of him. Yeah, remember? No, I, yeah, I he think was the so. president a right, couple right. hundred
1: years ago. That's right. Uh, he <laughs> he his campaign asked her to move to Denver. Uh, it would have been June of 08 through the election. Mm. The, uh, Colorado was just more of a battleground state than Nevada. Nevada was going for McCain.
0: Right. Did you meet Obama?
1: No. Okay. I think she did once or twice, but you know it's such a big, such yeah. a huge campaign of people. That's crazy. So yeah, so I think she, yeah she he might have he must have come and said a couple things to to her group here i think i don't think in vegas mm-hmm. when she was working in vegas but
0: but you followed this girl to colorado we
1: moved here yeah i moved with her we we, we were i thought we were good uh-huh. we <laughs> we we were good for a while and then yeah we and then we moved here and it part of my thought was that it was only uh for sure going to be through november mm. there was a chance we would just move back to Vegas after that. Okay. There was a chance we would stay here. There was a chance she'd be asked to move somewhere else. So it was wide open.
0: Is that right into this apartment? No. Oh, okay. Different. No, 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 no. Different.
1: No. So, yeah, I've mentioned several women that I dated. These are all different yeah, people. Yeah, you're just flexing. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. That's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm make really sure cool. people know. I've, I've done sex.
0: Oh, he's done it. Okay. That's going to be several, the name of the pot. Several I've done times. Sex. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, well, I am I am saying that I have I've had several relationships come uh-huh. and go and comedy has stayed a part of my life and yeah, it's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. After 4 years in Vegas, it was fr- I wanted something else, mm-hmm. you know. It, I wanted more opportunity. So anywhere was better than staying in Vegas. Okay. And uh like I said, it got it got better there for the comics that stayed. But when you were they there, were you were like... It was frustrating to not local be... Local guys and... Yeah, it was frustrating to not have like a club that had a, an open mic night like Comedy Works. Right. To have a new talent program to yeah, help young real. comics. There wasn't any of that. And has Denver
0: always had that?
1: I, I don't know. I mean, Comedy Works has had a booked... Uh, new talent type thing for like 30 years. There's Whoa. So there's been okay. yeah, there's 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 been a support system. That's amazing um, I know it, there used to be Monday nights. There was like a three or four-hour Open mic. Yeah, Jeez. and it was popular people went and had a good time and there were a lot of a lot of talented comics that were a part of that yeah, and then it there was, I think there was somebody that was a new talent coordinator type person before Deacon Gray Okay. But Deacon was the was the guy for like the last twenty years. Uh-huh. He, he died last year. That's a shame. Yeah. He. But yeah. He. He was like the the coordinator of New Talent Night and the the contest every year, and he booked other shows that involved new local talent. Mm-hmm. So yeah, incredible for yeah. me to move here in two thousand eight. It was starting to be like this like there was just a new class of comics that were exciting, right. Which right. was like Adam Caden Holland and Ben Roy and Andrew Orvidal, nice. Greg Baumhauer, Ben Kronberg were these like young comics that were just starting to get into comedy. And right. because of the comedy works, they had, I think a little bit of help or support, mm-hmm. um, to get some stage time. And then Troy Baxley, uh, was this like, you know, not a legend that 20 years ago, but, uh, but was hilarious, a killer, and had an open mic at the Lion's Lair. Gotcha. um, Where where Adam and Ben and Greg, I think, all started. Jim Hickox, I think, started by going to the Lion's Lair, and they became friends. And then I got to move here, like I said, 2008, so just like a couple years later. Mm -hmm. And and the Squire was where the, the new open mic night was. Okay. And that was on Tuesdays. And uh, a lot of people went, a lot of comics went, but a lot of non-comics went just, right. to, just to be a part of the, the scene there, the night. Uh, it was a fu- it was like a party. Sometimes it was <laughs> rowdy as hell. Right. But it was a lot of times a fun hang. And unlike a lot of typical mics, you know, with, with a sparse crowd yeah. or an uninterested kind of, you know, bunch of people that are just trying to drink. There was there was more to it than that and I got to be a part of that
0: You've seen it grow a lot then yeah if you yeah, it was just a few mics back
1: then and yes, it was very Yeah, it was a lot different than it is now. It it grew a lot Uh, it was growing when I moved here Mm -hmm. and it kept growing right and did not stop that's wild Yeah, and it it was it was great. I mean right. I had so much fun I wish I would have been a little more focused Like I said earlier, on making some of those sets count, okay. On getting better, right. But I also was having a real good time with these people, you know, and yeah, uh, they become
0: your friends, man. Yeah, you just want to spend time with them, and yeah,
1: I hit it off with a lot of the comics here right away.
0: That's got to be great.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and that the the woman I was dating that was working for Obama was working so much, right? You know, that campaign life is crazy. And so we drifted apart. We broke up uh-huh. uh, almost right after I we moved up here. It kind of fell apart. But
0: did you still vote for Obama? I voted for after Obama. You yes. Broke up? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I voted <laughs> for
1: Obama. The night he got elected was a Tuesday, and oh. so it was a Squire night. Nice. And so we celebrated that win at the Squire. Hell yeah! Just a bunch of us losing our minds. That's know, wild. It seemed. It, it felt like it could happen, but it wasn't guaranteed. Yeah you know he's up against this fucking old white guy that's, that's right. every yeah, president man. ever yeah uh, was looked like john McCain <laughs> to some extent maybe a little more powder in the wig or whatever but sure sure old white guy and so yeah <laughs> that was a cr- that was so much fun to uh to to
0: that's wild
1: yeah to have that happen i was like, in 8th grade months, when that happened <laughs> yeah i was yeah i yeah. was an
0: 8th grader we all talked about it the next day what bar
1: were you at uh bar louis i you think went to that. yeah yeah i think <laughs>
0: if i remember right i drank a lot in middle school um puked <laughs> yeah i've actually never drank in my life if I'm oh honest. whoa yeah you're
1: one of the one of these young people mm-hmm. that just doesn't drink
0: it just didn't do it yeah
1: which is the coolest thing to me it's i so, guess man i I'm, don't know well like i said i if i wouldn't have drank i would have been so much more productive. Yeah. In all of those years, dude, you say that so, now, but, but I gotta tell you, I'm one of the least productive
0: least huh? people that you will ever meet. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Well, NBA yes. 2K, I play.
1: Oh, okay. Well, at least uh, that's at least something more that more beneficial in the long run to you than blacking out, yeah, drinking. Yeah, I guess so. Puking on your own shoes. I oh, don't I've know. never done yeah. that. Again, uh, the other side of that coin is that the social aspect of comedy is important. Mm-hmm. If you're out having a good time with people, then you can yeah. get opportunities by being a part of the hang, you know? So
0: I've missed out on a lot of social opportunities. Just people yeah. are like, "Hey, let's go drinking." I'm like, "It's not really my thing. I'm not going to go." Yeah, for sure I've it's missed hard. out on a lot of that, but it,
1: it's hard to hang out in bars because it's the main thing and there's just swear, the decline yeah. In conversation, As the night goes on As right. people get drunker It's, you know
0: Is there like an oxygen bar With an open mic That I can go to? <laughs> I might be more comfortable there
1: Yeah, I wish There were more of these There's supposed to be a sober <laughs> a, a non-alcohol bar Whoa. Opening here soon Yeah, that's like a new concept Bunch of ice water or? Bunch of water yeah. Maybe some fruit Love in it In the water You know, infused Whoa. Cucumber water Lemon, lemon. water Ah, oh, fuck yeah That's Mint. amazing Mint is good
0: um In the and water now you're you're regularly performing at comedy works are you not is that yeah yeah, yeah.
1: so yeah when when i moved here i've found out about the contest mm-hmm. and calling new talent night you should call new talent night because then you're uh, y- y- i mean god there's a couple months that go by before your name gets called but you could be writing that whole time right visualizing your sets and then you get the you get the notification that you're up the following week then you hit as many mics as you can get ready for in it in that week yeah yeah, that, yeah that's a way to i mean again if you're if you're able to perform more than that that'll make you more ready for that comedy work set but in yeah. order to balance the rest of life you could that could be a way I think i might throw the rest of my to life try to out focus. the window <laughs> that's the goal anyways
0: to one day just sorry guys i'm going to be isolated and this is all i'm going to do I would yeah. love to do that honestly if I only had this to do that would be amazing.
1: Right. Well, yeah. But yeah, it takes it, it can take a long time to get to that point. It's a lot of work. You have I, to you do have to try to have a podcast. Right. A Twitter or social media presence.
0: You have to be constantly exercising the funny, I think. Yes. And when there's
1: just so many people competing for for attention. Yeah. That uh, yeah, the more that you're able to do the better. The more you're seen, the more likely that people will have right. you on their show. Yeah. And but yeah, with Comedy Works, you call in, you have to call in every week and leave your name on a voicemail. Mm. And then eventually your name you're on the show. Wow. And yeah, so I always try to tell new comics that you you want to do that because there's a ton of people trying to get in at Comedy Works. That's the The way that you start. Hmm. And, uh, you, uh, yeah, you call in. Is that how you started, I think it's typically two or three months, yeah.
0: Yeah, you started by just going to the new talent nights?
1: Yeah, I would call in, and, uh, there were just, there were a lot less comics that were calling in when I moved here.
0: What's that grind like to just be a person that calls in to now regularly performing and, like, having booked gigs? How long did that take?
1: Uh, so... I started calling in right away, 2008, mm-hmm. and then but the contest for the year had already started. Okay. So I was told like you know call in and then do the contest in 2009. Okay. So I, I did that and performed. However many I think maybe I would get up every two months or month and a half at New Talent Night. Mm-hmm. and I must have done okay. Pretty because good. Because I would. Yeah, I would. I I don't remember ever like really bombing mm. uh, and feeling like shit at, at New Talent Night. So, and it's four minutes. You know, three minutes. Your first time is only two minutes. Oh, that's so, tough
0: to make two minutes count, though. Yeah,
1: you yeah.
0: got two jokes basically, right? Or just a it bunch depends. of quick one liners, I guess. Like a couple guys, of quick ones. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a weird amount of time to manage. That's weird. You know. But it also means that you know you can typically get a few laughs in two minutes and get out of there and mm. you didn't, you didn't shit your pants. Right. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I did the, did the contest in 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. 2011 and was able to make it to the finals each time. Nice. I didn't ever win, but I, I, I had good sets. Uh huh. Um, and making it to the finals f- was Something you know, you got noticed.
0: Those comics that they won, get, they're still working here in Denver. Do you know?
1: Uh, no, a couple of them are in LA. Okay. Um, one guy, my buddy Bobby, uh, hasn't been doing stand up the last couple of years. Okay. But he started when I'm uh, right before I moved here and just was super funny, but nice. Also got frustrated with the grind and with the lack of money. He was broke. And, That's
0: tough. It's uh, tough. Yeah.
1: And he, Wanted, he kind of had to decide to bartend mm. to make money and he wasn't going to be able to do stand up as much, right? And uh, so yeah, he did he bartended and he went back to college too. He wanted Whoa. to finish his bachelor's, okay? So, good for Bobby, yeah, because yeah. he kind of I think can't remember if it, I don't think he stopped going to school to do stand up, but he did do stand up for a few years and wasn't. Finishing his degree. So, mm. yeah, I just kind of went back and put comedy on hold. Have
0: you seen that a lot where comics like... It happens, Kind of you know? get some shine, but then it's too tough. So they go back to what they were doing.
1: Uh, you know, yeah, there's a lot of comics that will uh, start dating somebody. Oh, yeah. And then they just kind of stop if they get a decent job. Yeah, I mean, it happens because it's tough. You, you do have this uh, desire, mm-hmm. but... God, but it can be crippling to know how hard it is to succeed. Right. The odds are against you. Right. You 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 see uh, a ton of people that are more driven mm-hmm. and you don't, you know, maybe you don't know their their whole, whole deal but it looks like they've got everything together.
0: It usually looks like that. Yeah, some guys. Some, some of out them, there. yeah,
1: some of them maybe they do but there's just one part of their life that's just so bad, you yeah. know, just ignored, you know, or whatever and <laughs> yeah, but you don't see that part. I wanted to do it right away. I was hooked, like right away. Okay. And at any point when I would start to question myself, and that was, you know, randomly over the whole fifteen years, mm-hmm. I've I've checked in and been like, "Do it? What do I got to do? Keep doing this? Should I pivot? Try to mm. do something else? Is this paying off?" And and every time it was like, "Well, I do want to keep doing it." Okay. Some of it sucks, but everything sucks. Everything there's, sucks so there's a little a tra- bit, man. Right. There's, yeah. there's trade-offs with everything. Right. And, yeah, so I, uh, I've always wanted to keep doing it, but I totally understand when people are like, yeah, this is fucked. Mm-hmm. We're, like, killing ourselves for the hope at a bunch of money, but until then, it's a weird, mm-hmm. almost non-existent amount of money. Uh, and, yeah, so I'm going to... But can have a normal job with a salary, you know. What around. were
0: you doing in the meantime then for a day job, like for money, here, while you're doing uh,
1: this? I worked at the Mayan Movie Theater for two years. Okay. Uh, after I moved here, because for a little while I had some money saved up, so I didn't I didn't have to work right away. That's awesome. When I moved here, yeah. And uh, was that
0: intentional you were like, I'm gonna save money. So this is easier
1: No, it was just I mean, I, I just had some money and then we moved and that used that used up a lot of my money, right? my ex got asked to move pretty just a couple like a month or two before we moved. So there wasn't a lot of time to try to focus on saving money. So we were talking about comedy works. Yeah. Uh, I was doing the contest. I did well in the contest, uh-huh. uh, those three years, but didn't win it. And it's just all about trying to make a good impression on the staff and the managers. And hopefully the owner, Wendy, you know, gets word that you're working your way up okay. and doing well. So you're
0: doing, like, comedy works a lot, and you're doing probably other mics. How do you go from yeah. doing just mics and random bookings here to, like, traveling, getting paid gigs elsewhere and things like that?
1: Uh, So, yeah, that's tough. Um, it helps if you're somewhere where comics are coming through.
0: Okay. Is if Denver could, a good spot for that?
1: It became one, yeah. Okay. So Denver was... A popular spot for bands to stop because it's one of the only decent sized cities in this Rocky Mountain area you right. know, there's this like giant gap of, you know the flyover states is what they're called the Midwest mm-hmm. and all that yeah there's not a ton of like big spots that you would stop if you're doing a cross country tour but Denver was big enough and cool you know became cool enough for, for a lot of bands to stop here and as com- I think as comics started to try and tour they realized same thing you know well, let's stop in Denver yeah because we got to get to Vegas or we got to get to sure. uh, California so comics that were were doing tours of their own were stopping here mm-hmm. and uh, once there were shows for them to do that were pretty good then the word got out that Denver was a good place to stop to plan a night. Um, especially, uh, me and, uh, three other comics, including Bobby, uh-huh. who I was just saying won the contest and is not currently doing stand up. Me and him, Sam Talent and Chris Charpentier did a show every Wednesday called too much fun. Okay. And that became like a great spot for somebody to do a Wednesday show on the road. And when that. Like
0: happened. a quote-unquote pro would come by and
1: uh well n- nobody that was like I mean we would get comics that were pros for sure okay but also there were comics from all over doing their own thing mm. on their way up gotcha and when they would come through they would say oh hit me up when you're in nice. Kansas City or Lawrence Kansas yeah or Pittsburgh so that helped that's amazing but yeah if you don't if you don't know I mean now that so many comics know so many comics, uh, you know, you can just be like, "Hey, does anybody know anybody in here, here, and here?" And then you right. make that connection and, and try to set up a show with them, and then you can go do those. So you think it's a little shows. bit easier now? I think we're more. A lot of us are more connected now. Yeah. Right.
0: Just but, a bunch of the Facebook groups and.
1: Well, and there's and the fact that, yeah. So if you know, if you become friends with people in your city. Then you can network through them and it's not as crazy as just being one person Sending friend requests, you know, to to cities that you've heard or have a good scene Yeah, so I think it it would be really tough to do that because you're who are you? You don't even know anybody that they know
0: that's right. They don't
1: know you so yeah, so that is tough but you, you get you get to feel pretty connected to a lot of people pretty quickly the more you go out because uh, you know people here and, and as you meet people here you're also meeting the people that are visiting that okay. are hitting up mics while they're doing other shows and so and that's
0: kind of how you start booking gigs elsewhere and like that's the you best sort of build way. your own name and
1: the, well yeah you want to build well yeah as as you're building a, a name locally you're also you know making friends with people who have their own name or connections right elsewhere but it's very tough to make money when you're just starting out to hit the road because right. you got all the gas and wherever you stay each night, and uh, it's a big commitment, you're, right? You're, yeah, like a, lot of, a lot of your time. Yeah, so you're kind of you kind of have to have a trade-off where you're not you can't expect to make a bunch of money because mm-hmm. shows almost always will fall through, okay, or not as many people showed up as the promoter thought would you know and so and there's almost never a guaranteed amount of money that you're gonna make because Uh that's just not how it works when you're just you know you by yourself or you and a couple other comics you're if you're not a draw then you're not gonna be able to say we need to make 250 dollars each night the bar is gonna be like we don't know you so we're not gonna guarantee that damn yeah so uh it's very tough to make that work um, until you get to a point where you're just you maybe have some festival credits, or if you get to do late night or something.
0: Do you feel like you're at that point?
1: I'm. I haven't done late night. Okay. Uh, I am not. So I, it would be hard for me to just hit up somebody that I don't know and think that they would get back to me. So mm. I, w- I would start with friends of mine that have. Like, there's a lot more shows now. Right. So there's not as much of a. I mean, we're all competing for an audience yeah Uh, and so it would have been (coughs) it's hard uh, to get an
0: audience that isn't full of comedians yeah now is what I'm seeing
1: well yeah there's a lot of people that want to do something fun but they have so many options yeah every night there's a ton of things to do here so and like you said a lot of a lot of people just want to drink they just want to go to a bar that's it it's a big it's a big part of people's plans yeah that's it just go to a bar a fun bar
0: and how often do you perform now?
1: God, it feels like I have the last couple of weeks. I've performed like three times. Okay, it's been uh, abnormal how little I've been performing. But before really? that, I you know for the last for most of October it was more like five every six night nights. Yeah, most nights. Yeah. Is this
0: your full time job now?
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, Seven years ago, I quit working at the Mayan Uh because I was sick of having a a regular job. Smelling like popcorn. Smelling like popcorn. Yeah. Just being sweaty as hell. Yeah. Getting yelled at (laughs) by strangers because the movie's not loud or too loud. It would be
0: like that? Really? The movie's not loud enough?
1: Yeah. People are crazy. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. People have all kinds of expectations for the movies, and you try to meet those, but some people, yeah, are... A little out there. So you quit but that seven years too ago. Too cold, a lot of that. Too cold in there, yeah, too hot. Yeah, well, bring hot. a blanket. But yeah, bring a jacket. I bring a blanket to every movie theater. I bring a pillow and a blanket and a lamp. Right, and a lamp. Because it's too dark. And a
0: book, sure.
1: Yeah, that was a, it was a fun job for a while because I love movies. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was hard because most of my shifts were at night. Sometimes I got to work during the day, but typically I had to, had to be there at night. So... Picked stand up, lived with Sam, and we split a bed in a room. <laughs> Whoa! Instead of yeah, you
0: shared a bed.
1: Shared a bed because he didn't have one. He he didn't he had like I don't know. He didn't. How had, long did not share a, a bed with Sam? Uh, it was like four months. That's amazing. Not we 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 weren't both in there every night because uh, we both started dating our. Current wives around the same time, seven so there was years four ago. People in the same bed. No, no, oh, no, no. no. Okay, okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. They, they weren't. They didn't want to stay where we were staying. <laughs> we stayed at a big old crazy house called Mouth House. Mouth House. Mouth House. Mouth House. Whoa. Mouth House. Yeah, there were mice there though. Mice, rats, <laughs> squirrels. It was wild. There, there, it was a big party house with um, a lot of other young creative types, mostly musicians. Okay. And then me and Sam, there were a few other comics that lived there over the years, but nice. uh, Yeah. We both lived there to just try and save money. It was cheap because there were so many of us. Yeah. And so um, I was trying to focus on comedy again and not worry about money as much. Uh Uh-huh. And it really only worked for me because my, my wife, Megan and I were working out enough that I moved in here, she had already lived here for like a year, and uh, he Sam eventually around that time moved in with his now wife Emily, so we got to have a little bit of normal support. Does from, your from wife think you're funny? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, that's huge, man.
1: Yeah, she, uh, yeah, she, she worked at the bar where we had too much fun. Okay. So, for like a year, we got to just be friends. Is that where you met her? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, at City City Too Much Fun was above City City. Do you Whoa. ever go there?
0: Uh, no. Oh, uh, yeah. No. So,
1: yeah, we there was like just this little room above City City where we got to do Too Much Fun. Because the owner let us perform up there. Damn. And uh, Megan was the manager of the bar down below. Yeah. So, we would just talk randomly. That's awesome. Most Wednesdays. And then... Yeah, after about a year, we uh we were both single and so we ended up hanging out and hitting it off or whatever. Yeah. But uh nice. Yeah, so that that she made it so that I was able to focus on comedy more than like bills every really? day. That's awesome, yeah, cuz she was working and I I was I was making some money. But I needed to I needed to be more available in order to make more money, right? so There was a a year or two where it was tough a tough transition to where I was busier
0: Would you be where you are now without Megan? No, no,
1: no, she helped me so much. Yeah, she uh, Yeah, she she helped me out a lot. We helped each other Through our drinking, Uh uh-huh, which was huge.
0: How long did you how long ago did you quit?
1: Uh, it has been three years Not a drop in three years, is that right? Well, I've had I've tried little drops Of random alcohols If I haven't had them before Uh But yeah, I haven't drank, you know That's great Like, I quit And I tried to quit uh, over the years Other times Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like a one and done I, I need to quit drinking And then I quit It was harder than that But when that final time when i decided i needed to stop drinking i was ready to be done with it so
0: nice so you guys quit together
1: yeah I, well yeah i was like six months right later but when she did it 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 made me want to and made me th- made me like try to get to that point mentally where i thought i could That's and huge. then uh yeah so and i think that helped me a lot because it was starting to be tough to to even without a day job i was drinking a lot mm. to where it was affecting my day to day Schedule and mm. my ability to to make the most of my time during the day. Right, I was just hung over so much. That sucks. That I, I wasn't hitting people up about doing shows, or I wasn't. Uh, so it was really like yeah, affecting to your comedy, way. even. It was, yeah. It it was it, it it was starting to just be tough. Yeah, to do it the way I was doing it. I just drank. I don't know. Some people don't drink as much. I think. Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't uh, tire them out as much or whatever. But I was just I was. I wasn't really good at moderation That's huge, yeah And so it was, yeah, it was just ugh, Yeah, I, <laughs> I was starting to really just feel tired, you know Yeah, and that's right And not bouncing back as much as I did when I was younger But you so, feel better now Yeah, I feel a lot better Hell yeah I'm glad I was able to do it It's tough It, Again, part of my balance now is involves less going out So I can feel bad when i'm not out as at as many mics and stuff Mm -hmm. but also i've put in a lot of time so 15 years right and 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 to be here for 11 means that you know most people know that i'm funny the comics that run shows uh again it would probably be easier for me to get booked more if i were out more Uh uh-huh but the trade-off is i for you know for my health uh, your happiness and And happiness and spending more time with my wife and our dogs Then yeah, I don't go out as much But I still try to get booked
0: You like your balance right now though? Uh,
1: Well, I'd like to I, I'm i enjoying The amount of, of time That I'm spending with at home That's awesome Because my hope is that at some point Soon I'll be Busier and gone more mm. And so it will back to working more
0: yeah I was just gonna ask that so now that yeah. like I mean you can kind of get booked regularly and you know it doesn't sound like you're worrying about it too much what is the goal right now as far as comedy
1: uh, I am hoping that I can tour more because I know a lot I know a lot of people that I can reach out to nice um, and I have a little bit of money so that I'm it's not make or break Every show. That's if, comforting. If yeah. I go out? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because like I said, that is tough to mm-hmm. like I, at this point. I just kind of need to know that I'm not going to lose a bunch of money and it'll be okay.
0: A couple of last questions. Um, so this is just from watching your act. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to see if these are real things. You've done commercial acting? Yeah. What kind of commercials are you in?
1: Uh, I have been in uh, my first one was for Soccer Stop. Okay. Soccer uh, gear, you know. Nice. S- sporting goods uh, store. I did. Uh, there was an online commercial for New Ranger or New Belgium's Ranger IPA. Nice. That was like a that was like a three minute short film. Okay. That, that they put together a few years ago, uh, so that it wasn't it wasn't on TV, but. It was uh, a part of their campaign ad for Ranger. Uh huh. Um, my most recent one was there were these four spots for a car dealership in Fort Collins, Markley Motors. Okay. Those were funny because they they're a family owned car dealership, and so nice. they and it was their ideas for the commercials, and it just involved a few of them being like kind of creepy, kind of, but, but in their commitment to helping people find a car so Uh yeah just kind of they kind of straddled the line between like good dedicated customer service and being a little over the top (laughs) those were funny um
0: how do you get those are people reaching out or are you just kind of networking and it works out
1: so originally there was a guy uh that was casting helping cast a commercial for a local company Mm -hmm. and he the soccer stop commercial and it was just somebody getting a shot to the nuts with a soccer ball (laughs) and they wanted it to be funny and uh so they they this guy sid um his name's jason but goes by sid uh (laughs) (laughs) he he had he had a stage name sid pink gotcha but he reached out to comics to see if they wanted to audition and I was one of the comics that auditioned That's awesome I knew him from, yeah, I just networking knowing Networking, him, it's huge Knowing him from being at, yeah, some random shows He used to emcee uh, a lot of shows Like, uh, you know, if there were bands and some burlesque He might be asked to host mm. To kind of tie things together So he was just kind of, uh, you know, at these shows And I'd be at some of those shows If nice. there was also comedy involved, comedy and music Yeah uh, on the same bill he, he would maybe be there and so we had not just known each other for a few years or whatever uh, and I ended up getting that soccer commercial and then that the company that made it kept me in mind for a few other spots nice and yeah so I did a few things like that okay just through them but then uh, a local uh, agency Commercials mostly commercial talent agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy dick hit me up to see if I wanted representation And uh, so I said yeah, and he helped me get a bunch more auditions f- through other companies other uh, commercial work opportunities, but I Didn't get anything through him for a while. Mm. It kind of was frustrating because I thought it would be easier now that right. I have this guy helping me but it was just you know the next level of uh auditioning against gotcha more comfortable actors actual actors you know that weren't comics trying to make a buck (laughs) by getting (laughs) hit in the nuts with a soccer ball (laughs) so yeah it was random that that he reached out to me and
0: did you actually get hit in the nuts for the commercial, yeah, did I had fake a cu- it? I was
1: wearing a cup. Oh, okay. And it wasn't like a line drive. Gotcha. Soccer game. Not trying kick.
0: to ruin the allure of the commercial, but no, just it, curious. It,
1: no, it was just yeah, it was just kind of a it was a <laughs> a little toss, soft toss. Gotcha. The guy that did it, I remember, was very concerned. You know, did not want to <laughs> hurt me, so that was good. And and it was fine with the cup, especially. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, they took they, they took care of me.
0: And have are you actually into professional wrestling?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I you've like done it.
0: that, like you wrestle people.
1: I have, uh, uh-huh. but I'm I've never been trained in wrestling. I like I like watching it. Okay. And then uh, there's a show here, Lucha Libre and Las. Uh huh. That I've been a part of for uh, six years. You wear a mask? No. Okay. No. Me and Sam call the matches. Oh so gotcha. We have wrestled each other a couple times. <laughs> In the same bed. We wrestled each other at one of the shows Whoa. at one of the Lucha Libre and Laugh shows. We yeah, we actually wrestled each other. <laughs>
0: oh, that's amazing.
1: But that was just like a one time thing and the show grew to where like now we just do the commentary because there's so much so many great wrestlers that uh are a part of it each time nice we don't <laughs> we don't take up the, any time for actual wrestling okay with our shenanigans but Do you guys make it funny yeah so yeah uh this guy nick gossert uh was a comic for a while he stopped because he just i don't know i think he got a decent job and mm-hmm. you know it was tough to to have that balance that All Right. That late night day job thing So he focused on working And and then eventually decided He wanted to do a show Where there was wrestling and comedy And he asked me and Sam If we wanted to be the announcers And we said yeah And uh, I had stopped Watching wrestling I was sick of it uh, Like right before we started doing the show Mm. I I had kind of stopped Caring as much And so when he approached us It made me start watching it again with the with the idea that I needed to like brush up on terms or whatever. Right. And
0: is this on the Internet or something? Can people uh, watch this?
1: Not like the whole show, but there are uh, some like highlights. Okay. That are. It sounds funny. Two comedians
0: commentating on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's great. Uh, We had fun with it right away and I thought, well, shit, you know, Eventually, this isn't I didn't think it was gonna work. I didn't know if it would catch on. Yeah, but it did. That's a funny idea It yeah, it's a, it is a good idea. Yeah. It works uh, There are a handful of other shows around the country that do wrestling and comedy together nice and I don't know I don't know how they pull it off, but we pull it off. That's we, amazing. It's uh, yeah, it's it's my favorite show I get to do and yeah uh, it's yeah, it's just the best. It's crazy to be involved with <laughs> actual sick, pro wrestling. We've had some, you know, Cole, do you know Coco Bana?
0: No, that's why he, does that sound familiar though. Cole you,
1: you, you've maybe seen him. He, he has a podcast, uh-huh. uh the Art of Wrestling, and he's just like he's one of these indie guys, you know, that is popular and uh, okay. travels the country performing in at shows like ours and makes a good living compared to being in WWE where like you know you don't right. make you're not guaranteed a bunch of money oh, you know if you're not on the very top you can be working a lot for not a lot of dough that's crazy man so he makes it, yeah he makes it work uh, there's there's a bunch of people like him that yeah that are able to kind of book whatever shows they want uh, and fly out and do them and you know they get people come to see them so right they're able to make a yeah they make some pretty good money.
0: Damn, and you guys are doing that. That's amazing. Oh uh, well,
1: yeah, we're not making good money with that show. There's too much, too many talent. Yeah. Too many talented wrestlers that uh, have to get flown in. Mm. So we know it, it's a big group effort to put on Lucha Libre and laughs, and uh, hopefully the idea would be that that would get put on TV. How do people go and see that? Where's that at? And it's like, it's It's at the Oriental Theater. Okay. Uh. Next show is uh, November twenty seventh. Mm. Uh, after that, we we usually take uh, December off. So the next show after that, I think, is uh, January fourth. Okay. And or no, it's just like going in; they don't need to get tickets or anything. Yeah, you know you should get tickets. Okay. So it, it, it has sold out. Nice. On occasion, yeah. Nice. Um and tickets are cheaper if you get them in advance. Okay. So you can get those at uh theorientaltheater.com. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. It's the best. Even if you don't like wrestling per se, if you don't know much about wrestling, it doesn't matter. Because it's a really fun dude. I tell everybody that. Live one of my thing I, I would love to go to a WWE show.
0: I don't know yeah. anything
1: about wrestling, but the people look like they're having so much fun. It's fun, yeah. It's its own little world. You get to scream at strangers. Yeah, you can oh, get. Yeah, that's great. You, you can really get caught up in the the circus carnival kind yeah, of man. atmosphere with the wrestling, and then but you've also got the comedy. So it's like a comedy show with a bunch of wrestling as well, and the wrestling is wild. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, even even if you haven't seen wrestling before, you can get into it. There's there's too much going on for you to not have a good time.
0: Nathan uh, I appreciate you sitting down with me for so long, giving me the coffee. I don't know what you spiked it with, but like I've been shaking for 40 minutes. Oh, shit. So that's shit. good stuff. <laughs> really good stuff.
1: Yeah, you got that hot brown bean blood. I got a
0: bean blood going. That's uh, what I
1: call coffee. Hot brown bean blood.
0: A little hot bean water. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like to end every podcast by just asking... A bunch of rapid-fire questions. Oh, shit. All right. So I'm going to kind of put you on the spot. But again, just to answer to the best of your ability. I'm ready. We're just going to shoot through these. Uh, what's your favorite color?
1: Green. Dark green.
0: Uh, when's the last time you spoke to your
1: mother? Uh, it's been a little while. Maybe two weeks. Do you believe in ghosts? Uh, yeah. There's, yeah, I think, yeah, I think there's something that could be considered ghosts. You believe in ghosts. All right. Have, uh, you ever have broken a bone? Never. Never. You will. I never have. I never will. I made a promise long ago. Yeah, 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 your next
0: next show, Break a Leg. Uh, <laughs> black or white? Black. <laughs> nice. What's the first concert you ever went to?
1: The Family Values Tour, 1998, which was Corn, Limp Bizkit. Rammstein, Ice Cube. Damn. Orgy, I think? Yeah, it was ridiculous. That's a lineup, man. Uh, what's your biggest fear? Uh, dying before I've been on late night TV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's something you're never wrong about?
1: Uh, never wrong? Nothing. I'm fallible. Yeah? I'm human. Yeah, All I'm, right. I, can't, I can't claim any... Just unbeaten, uh, infallible type of thing. That, that's too much. That's too much. I have to leave myself open to air.
0: <laughs> What's and the last movie you saw in theaters?
1: The last movie in theaters was Joker.
0: Did you like it? I did. Yeah, I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was good. Um, who's your best friend?
1: Uh, Sam. Gotta go with Sam T.
0: Hell yeah. A lot of shout outs on this pod. Shout out, Sam. What's the square root of forty-seven?
1: Uh, it must be six point seven.
0: You're—that's exactly right. Nice. Uh, all right. This one—not a question, but I like to put you on the spot. Fill in the blank. Say what you want about racism, but
1: the jury's still out. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't. That's a fun answer. Say uh-huh. what you want about racism, but if you're racist. I Hate Your Guts. Beautiful. And don't put too much thought into it, but who's your Mount Rushmore of comedians? Uh, Mitch Hedberg. Nice. This is personal as opposed to... It's personal. To it's personal. My my Mount Rushmore. It's my chisel, my hammer. <laughs> Mitch Hedberg. Dave Attell. Mm-hmm. Conan. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Sarah Silverman? I don't know. Beautiful. Uh, maybe Maria Bamford God, the four is ridiculous Four is tough Four of anything But, yeah, Mitch That's for a sure. solid four, though M- Mitch and Dave
0: Yeah You're keeping Conan
1: uh, I don't know if I'd keep Conan I do love Conan But for stand-ups, you know Yeah <sighs> And, you know, Chappelle would have been up there until recently But now I don't want him up there anymore Why, dude, he's on mine The trans comments just sound so stupid You think they really bug me because he has sounded so correct mm. almost everything that he says even if it's ridiculous has felt smart and correct and the trans stuff just seems like a weird blind spot mm. and it makes me just not like him as much because it makes me think oh, okay he's i mean again yeah he's not perfect it's, yeah he was perfect to me uh-huh. in so many ways he was right. just so fucking perfect
0: he's a genius
1: yeah uh and louis ck felt Perfect. Even in his flaws, because whatever he was talking about felt like those were his flaws. They weren't all of his flaws. So now that we know more of
0: you just shit on two of the people on my Rushmore. Well, photo, I'm saying, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's perfect.
1: Hedberg is only perfect because he's dead and he can't. Nothing right. has come out. You know what I mean? Like, right. If he had continued to be a person, maybe he would have. He would have had the best Twitter to a couple in the world, people. Man. He would have. He would have been great oh, at Twitter. Dude, he would have been the best Twitter.
0: Uh, what's the best advice you've ever heard?
1: Ugh, God. Kill your heroes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The best advice is like the lamest advice, but it is to keep writing and keep working because so much of it is not giving up. Mm. Uh, It sounds like lame advice, and I thought it was lame when I would get it on my way up. It sounds lame now. It sounds lame right now. It It sounds terrible, but, and it's boring, but it is true. If you quit, then it's over. Mm. So anything, if you have to keep going and you get better and you learn more. Mm. And so, Okay, yeah, you you do have to never give up unless you feel like giving up and then give up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Last one. Uh, Last my one. name is Nathan Lund and I am
1: a nail biter. Ooh. I bite my nails. I'm sorry.
0: Nail-biter. I right. bite
1: my nails. I wish I I wish I would stop. It's all this hot brown bean blood. Gets
0: We're going to leave it on up. that cliffhanger. People are biting their nails now. This is great. Yeah,
1: this came right down to the wire. It was a real nail-biter yeah. of an episode. <laughs> Will they or won't they end the podcast on good terms? Hmm. <laughs> we created a lot of tension for this one.
0: Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for making me coffee and you know, having me in your living room. It's sure. been awesome.
1: Thanks for coming to me. That was uh, nice of you to do. Took sure. all the pressure off of me to yeah. have to...
0: Well, thanks for paying for my gas, man. You didn't have to do of that. Of course. That's awesome.
1: That that cup of coffee is roughly uh, a couple bucks. Beautiful. So I did pay for your gas with coffee.
0: Well, I take Bitcoin and Venmo, <laughs> so... Hey, man. Thanks so
1: much for this. Hell yeah. Sure, man. Good luck with this thing. All right. And
0: that that was Nathan Lund. Um, My goodness. It's just... When you've been doing it that long you got a lot to say and i appreciate all the advice and all the experience that you shared with me um, again thank you for the coffee can't emphasize the coffee enough i kind of was just blown away that somebody else is drinking oat milk um you know and that's a good sign for denver you know if you got comedians drinking oat milk i think the city itself is going to be okay but another thank you to Nathan um, and like I said I got some more comedians lined up for the next few weeks, probably like a month or over a month so I'm just really excited for all this and thank you guys for listening as always all questions, comments queries and concerns are welcome at comedianordinaire at gmail.com the Instagram is the same uh, what else, my feet are really warm because I'm wearing socks and slippers so that's crazy Um, and that's kind of want to that's why I want to podcast full time because I want a job that I can do in my slippers. Holy shit. I'm sick of wearing non-slips all the time. I want to wear slips, but I got a lot, but I got some more podcasts in the work. So stay tuned and thank you for listening. Here is the outro music. We'll see you next week.